Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome back for another episode of Smart Mouth Scorpio Podcast with me, your host, Scorpion November here. I just want to say welcome and thank you for listening. Sincerely and truly, thank you for listening to the podcast. I know you could be doing anything else in the world other than listening to this podcast. So know that you are very much appreciated. Thank you for listening. But let's go ahead and jump into this episode, okay? Because I don't want to waste your time your time with me just babbling. I want to give you give you what you came here for, right? And that is some commentary and opinions about things that are going on in the world that impact the black community, right? And one of the things that I want to talk about this episode is affordable housing. Yep, yep, yep. Affordable or lack thereof of affordable housing. And that primarily impacts minorities and black people are a minority demographic in this country, although we influence all of the trends in this country, all the good stuff. <laughs> you know, let's let's just be honest here. The culture is driven. The, the things that make the culture great are driven by black people for the most part. Right. And so all the ethnic trends that happen, that's influenced by us, by black people for the most part. And so for us not to be able to have affordable housing it's whack for the most part. Whack. Do you know that fewer at this time in the last 30 years, fewer homes are available for rent and purchase than any other time in the last 30 years? Yeah, that is that is very much true. That's according to CNN now. So <laughs> I did get that tidbit. Like I said, I do the research. I do the research for these episodes. And if you ever find that I am wrong about something, hey, I can be corrected like everybody else. Okay, but I do the research. (laughs) Yes. So uh, back to what I was saying that in the last 30 years home, there are less homes available for rent and or purchase. But I want to bring another factor into that. That goes hand in hand with an affordable living wage, right? With the living wage. People are not getting paid a living wage when they are paid. Let's say when minimum wage is increased, right? They don't, the municipalities in charge, the city councils do not put things in place to cap rents being raised. So what happens is there's an inflation. What I mean by that is that once the living, once the minimum wage is raised, let's say $15 an hour, right? Then landlords then go in turn, it increased their rents across the board. So they can keep certain people out, right? Because that is the thing that they put in some of these, uh, in some of their um, criteria for renting. You have to make two and a half times the rent, three times the rent, things like that, right? And if you don't, if you don't make that much, then they don't want to, don't want to rent to you. Well, so that doesn't put people on an equal playing field. It does nothing 
It does nothing to increase the living, the minimum wage, if you're not putting caps on other things to keep inflation from going up and from people being able to afford the housing. But even that affordable, the housing period, right? Housing period is at a a, a cap of available of available housing, let alone affordable housing available housing in some places it's as little or less than one percent of available housing for um available for rent or purchase especially for rent especially in the larger cities like you have places like minneapolis new york chicago atlanta places like that where available housing isn't 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 prevalent isn't a steady um, supply of you have that happening. So when you have all of those things happening, what do you do? You allow people to be homeless. That causes homelessness. And how is it okay for us to be in a country that is so rich and so plentiful with monetary resources that you have such a large population of homeless people? It's because the people that have don't care about the people that don't. That's what you have when the people that have can disconnect from the people that don't when they don't have to see the people that don't have as often or be confronted with that as often. They have a lack of empathy, a lack of compassion because they have it. They get to go home at the end of their workday or at the end of that um, city council meeting and not think anything else about it. And let's say that people that are in these government positions do have a lack of resources. Let's just propose, right, that they have some type of financial issues going on. They're still connected. They're still connected to be able to tap into the programs that would allow them to receive some type of help. And then that still leaves other people in a lack because those people are tapping into it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's an act of violence for this country to have the resources available to prevent people to go without food and shelter and their necessities, not wants, but necessities. It's an act of violence to not provide those people with those things. It absolutely is. There were people in Minneapolis went during the COVID thing, right? Uh, not COVID thing, but during the pandemic where it was, there was this number for people to call to say if they needed some type of financial help because COVID impacted their financial resources, like with, with housing and things of that nature, with emergency resources to call the number, right? People in a certain zip code weren't going to call back. But it was for it was supposed to be for all people in a certain county, but people within the certain zip code within that county weren't getting calls back. How does that work? So people in turn didn't have the resources act of violence when you have the resources available in a country that has all these resources and all these ways of providing. It is an act of violence to not provide the resources to the people that most need it. That's the way I see it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Those things go hand in hand. Go back to my original thing. Those things go hand in hand to provide. If you're going to raise the minimum wage, right? 
then you need to put a cap or protections in place so the inflation is not so quick and so high that the people that have gotten an increase in their wages can't afford to to get better financially to progress financially isn't that the reason that they're give they're they're raising minimum wage in certain places and then that's still not a living wage in some places $15 an hour you have to pay people a living wage but when you do give people a living wage make sure there are caps in place and protections in place to protect the people that need it most it's not that hard like the like like Lauren Hill's song say, says, it could all be so simple, but you rather make it hard. That lyric applies across so many industries and 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 political stances. It's all political, but why does it all have to be political? Human decency is not political. Let's not politicize everything. Why can't we just do what's right? Right is simple. Right is simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. So, and I say that to say, if there's anything that you can do to help this, if you are a landlord and you're thinking about renting or you're thinking about getting into real estate, think about those things too. I know people get into real estate to to increase their financial standings and to leave a legacy and to for financial reasons and all those types of things. But also think about the way that you can help with that, too. Maybe rent out some of your your units to low income families. You know, maybe do that. I don't know. There's something we all can do. But also, if you're going home in a place to sleep tonight and you don't have to worry about bills and you have somewhere to go and you're secure, be grateful and thankful for that. Because there are tons of people out here that don't have that. Anyway, it's not to meant to be on a soapbox. I'm just bringing things to to the forefront. That's what we do here, right? That's what we do here at Smart Mouth Scorpio Podcast. Anyway, let's move on. Hey, I just wanted to come on for a quick second and say thank you for listening to the podcast and to ask you to do a couple of things, if you would, please. If you are enjoying this episode of Smart Mouth Scorpio Podcast, I would like to ask you to leave this podcast with a positive rating on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And one more thing, make sure you get you some Scorp merch. If you click the description box for this episode, you'll see a link for scorpmerch.com. It has all of my podcast merch available there. Get you some merch, support the podcast, support your girl. It'd be greatly appreciated. Okay, now back to this episode. Okay, I know you guys didn't think that was the end, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. I also wanted to talk this episode briefly about some of the videos that we have been seeing on the social media that then make their way to the national news. And I know you know what videos I'm talking about. The Karen videos, right? Those videos where black people are minding their own black ass business, enjoying life, 
being joyous, parking their car, walking in Walmart, walking their dogs, living life, existing, holding space, right? Being just being, being because they have the right to be, holding space because they have a right to. And here comes a Karen that can't stand to see that black person, that black, that black woman, that black man, that black child. Holding space, existing, being, minding their business. Can't stand it. Why? Because they didn't get permission from the caring to exist, to be, to not care about them. To mind their own black ass business. I, because they didn't get permission from a Karen to mind their own business. Then the Karen interjects herself, right? And causes some type of problem, scene, distraction, what have you. D- to disrupt that person's peace. We see it time and time again. But I've often wondered what happens after the fallout. And what I mean after the fallout. That means after that video goes viral. Of that Karen harassing said black person. Right. And then that the employer of that Karen. Is then notified. And then that employer company releases a statement. That says the typical um, such and such Karen. Um, behavior is not conducive or in line with our beliefs and values here at this company, right? This person is no longer employed here because that's sometimes, that's that's most often the, the what the press release says, right? <laughs> right, most of the time. Sometimes they say they're investigating before they release that statement. But whatever the case is, what happens after that Karen is then fired? Does that Karen then get a recommendation from that company to go to another company? Does and and the reason I bring that up is because we never know what happens to the Karen, because usually there's another video that's coming right behind it of another Karen, her sister and doing the same thing to another black person that's existing, that's being that's holding space, that's minding their own black ass business. Right. And so we often forget about that, Karen. But I often wonder what happens to them. Do they get a reference from that employer that released that statement for them to go into another company and probably not even probably, but act out microaggressions to the black people that are there? Because if that Karen was so bold as to be in public harassing someone that was minding their business, it is more than likely more than probable that that Karen is at the workplace doing the same thing, monitoring, monitoring. Is the black person getting water too many times? Are they going to the bathroom too many times? Did they take two minutes extra of their lunch break? Did they go to their lunch break early? Did they get approval to do that? Well, if they went to their lunch break early, two minutes early, did they come back two minutes earlier? Or should they have just went at 12 and came back at 1230 or one o'clock, depending on how long the lunch break is on the dot? Or should they have eaten at the desk? Or if they don't eat at the desk, but they don't necessarily go out to eat, they go out to their car to eat. Why are they going out to their car to eat? Why do they wear their hair like that? 
you know, instead of just minding her business, she has to do that other places too, because I'm sure she's just not doing that at work, right? So is that Karen given license to go to another place and do the same thing and perpetuate that same behavior? Because I'm darn sure that they probably haven't learned anything. They probably darn sure are blaming the company that let them go because what they did did not happen on work property. But it is more than likely and more than probable that that happens there at the workplace. And maybe they weren't reported or maybe they were reported and just no one followed it up because Karen does know how to gaslight. A proper Karen knows how to gaslight. No, why? I I was just asking, why are you here? Do you belong here? Because I've never seen you here before. Right. And so they probably gaslight at work as well. And if they've gone into the HR office after the black person they have harassed at work for probably months and months and months, I've gotten tired of it and decided to report to HR because they thought HR would have their back. And not that HR protects the company and really doesn't give a damn about the employees, but only cares about the needs and the wants and the desires and the protections of the company, not the employees. So that employee goes and reports it to HR and Karen goes in there with her manipulative gaslighting self and says, I don't know what she was talking about. I simply asked the question. I didn't mean any harm. Can we not ask questions around it? I guess we can't ask questions anymore. So then that said person that reported the Karen is called back into the office, right? And then that person is forced to defend how they feel. Right? They're manipulate, manipulate, manipulated into questioning their own reality their own experience, their own perceptions to defend why they reported that said Karen. Why that said Karen's actions made them feel a certain way. I don't know, it just brings all those questions into mind because we never hear about those Karens anymore. But I, like I said, more than likely, more than probable that those Karens that are caught on video out in public showing their entire behinds are doing the same thing at work. And they're not being called on it, not being held accountable. And I wonder if when they're fired from the company, that they're working at when that video goes viral if that same company gives them a reference to go to another company and pull that same bs that they were probably pulling at that company more than likely more than probable pulling at that company and that they're more than likely more than probable to pull at the next company that they go to just wondering that would be an interesting show idea for those that are listening What happened to Karen, right? And on every episode, you would see a a after of what happened to the Karen. Like after she was fired from the company, what does she do? Does she take some insensitivity training? Does she take some diversity training? Right? What is she doing? I don't know. Just something that I was thinking about. Anywho, let's move on. 
Okay, we have come to one of my favorite, not episodes, but segments of the podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I often have a segment called What's the Word? And we have that segment this episode. What happens during this segment is that I will share a word that I don't normally hear, me personally hear and in everyday conversation or every day or often, I will share the meaning of the word, the spelling of that word. And the kicker is I must try to use this word correctly in a sentence. Now, let me say this. I think I'm 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 at 100 percent for this segment. But if you don't think that I use this word correctly, let me know and let me know how you would use this word by tweeting the podcast. Yep, I'm on Twitter or putting a comment under the post for this particular episode on Instagram. And the the, my handle is S at SMS underscore pod. Okay, so find me there and let me know what you think. That's across platforms. Okay, and let me know how you would use this word. But let's get into this episode's word. Why don't we? So the word for this episode is fulminate. Fulminate, spelled F-U-L-M-I-N-A-T-E. Fulminate, meaning denounce forcefully. Okay, so... Now I must use the word correctly in a sentence. And so here I go. A lot of Republicans after the 2020 election fulminated Donald Trump. Okay. After the 20, a lot of Republicans after the 2020 election fulminated Donald Trump's Behavior. I think that works even better. Oh, oh, I think I got it. Oh, I think I got it. Ow. <laughs> no, I really think I got it, you guys. What do you think? Do you think I used this word correctly? I think I did. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, that's that's my air horn. Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But anyway, I think I got it. <laughs> let me know what you think, okay? <laughs> but let's let me go ahead and wind down this episode for you guys because we have come to the end of this episode. Not the road, just this particular episode. And again, before we get out of here, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast with me, Scorpion November. And I want to remind you to rate the podcast positively and to get you some Scorp merch. And a few more things before we get out of here. Just want to tell you to be blessed, be kind, and to choose happy. (laughs) Until next time, beautiful people. Peace.